2: Hello, welcome. It's Monday, and this is the Flats and Shanks podcast, brought to you by Tom Shanklin and David Flatman, um, aka Flatmeister General, whose birthday it was on Friday. Hope I you liked. Not my little Insta stories for you. Yeah, I was waiting. Um, I knew something would come. I was a little bit hungover because um, I was a
1: little bit drunk
2: on Thursday. And what were you doing Thursday, boy? Just business meetings, mate. You know, like Lee Byrne up in sale. Just business meetings.
3: What was Bernie doing? <laughs> <laughs> what was he doing, fella?
2: <sighs> what was he doing,
3: fella? Uh, I think he just saw
2: himself on the TV and thought, ooh.
3: Tell our listeners about, tell our listeners what we're talking about here. Fill um,
2: yeah, if you've seen on social media, I've been retweeting it and I've also, like, screen recorded it and sent it to everyone. Um, yeah. Jason Robinson was in shot at the sale, Osprey's game, and Lee Byrne was just standing behind him drinking right-handed um, from a pint. I had a little look over, I'm assuming he saw the TV, quick check of his phone, and just made a quick escape out of the picture. <laughs> <laughs>
3: he bolted hard though. Was, <laughs> he flat out bolted. He could, it was it, so good.
2: And you had someone walk like, could be to a yeah, run. When you told your missus you're at the gym and then get caught at a game on <laughs> yeah, TV. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, it was brilliant. Oh, apparently he had like hundreds of people texting him now. It's good PR, mate. It's good. like only someone like Bernie could do that as well. Just like, "Oh, I'm on TV. Better get out of here." That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Sipping a beer at 11 a.m. That
3: well, wasn't 11 a.m. It was one wasn't it I think kickoff was it was no 11. Yeah, 11, wasn't it? Um yeah I just I mean, there's something dodgy about that. He's he's laughing it out, he's styling it out I'm sure but hmm.
2: yeah. Okay. Went back inside, never to be seen again. Didn't come out on the balcony once then after.
3: Yep. Yeah. Watched it on a screen
2: inside <laughs> yeah. the box. Watched telly it. in the corner. Watched it on his phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with the delays and everything. Ah oh, brilliant. Dodgy I bloke. It. I loved it. Um, dodgy bloke. But did you like my instant stories? Because I was initially only going to do one. I thought I'd have a little look through now. <laughs> um, <and> Firewalker, <laughs> and I just—it was like the gift that uh, that keep that kept given, and it was one after another, and I've got like four or five videos of me videoing you arriving at Paddington, and I just had to find a good one out of them because we, people know that when we arrive in the pant and I make sure I get there before you and I just hide and video yeah. you from yeah. from different locations.
3: It's a really weird habit. Yeah, I know. I know. You, but you don't do that as often as you film people eating and take pictures of people eating.
2: Yeah. Well, you something
3: to do in it. Um, yeah, I'd, I did I'd enjoy I'd them. I keep
2: quiet because you watch people when they sleep, mate.
3: So. That's true. Um, I did, I did enjoy them. Yeah. Um, I'm, uh, you know, I wouldn't generally advertise my birthday, but you did it for me, so I got a <laughs> huge number of messages after that from people I do know and don't know, yeah. so thank you very much for that, and then you feel bad, if someone says happy birthday, you feel bad not saying cheers mate, yep. you just like delete, 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 you feel bad then, because they've made the effort.
2: I even like, recorded it all, and put it on Twitter as well, for people to like and enjoy, yep, that for, the, that. for those that aren't on Twitter and on purely on Instagram.
3: Yeah, I know. Hmm. Don't I, know know why, I don't know why he wouldn't be on both. Yeah, people would, don't they? Yeah,
2: someone like Bernie wouldn't be on
3: both. He'd be one on the other. Yeah, He's probably still on Facebook. <laughs> um, yeah. So thanks for that. Yeah, no, you're welcome. You're welcome. No, that's good. that's uh, good stuff. Did you have um, a
2: nice meal over the weekend? I take I you. I, I take w-
3: you've watched lots of Rugger. Yeah, I was. I had a weekend off though. Mm, so. Um. So I wasn't working, which is lovely. Um. And uh, much I like working. So. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it is a it's a weekend that went badly in the end because you know like we all like to pretend we're on top of it with our kids and we're, you know, great parents and all that. Mm-hmm. Um I lost my absolutely lost my temper yesterday with my children and um I thought I thought we we made up. I'll tell you all about it. But we made up by last night, being Sunday night, and we're all making different rules for the house because their behavior needs to change basically. And um they said we've got some rules for you we're going to have a swear pot and every time you swear you put a you put a piece of pasta in a pasta jar anyone swears they put a pasta in and then when it's full i forget what you do when it's full you cook it and eat cook it cook it i don't know so whatever it is but it's better than putting a quid in cuz i'll be skint so um and i said well i've put a few couple of pounds in for this morning when i lost my temper and they said no you didn't swear I said, I think I did. They said, no, you didn't. You didn't swear. You were really angry, but you said flipping and frigging, which Mm -hmm. don't really count. Well done me. But um, basically... Didn't wrap the cheese? No, it's basically like, right, you're eating little breakfasty bits, uh, snacks like Levenses, Snacks at the table. You're allowed a little snack. Make sure your wrappers and your plates go in the bin. Okay. When you go upstairs, shut this door. Because we're having work done upstairs and all the dust licks everything in the kitchen. So could you just shut this door? Yeah. Make sure you do. Yeah, okay. Stop going on at us. All right. When you go upstairs, the baby's asleep. Could you not wake the baby up? I know it's boring. You're having a bath. I know it's boring to have quiet baths. Don't have to be quiet. But just try and remember the baby. She's only been asleep for 10 minutes and she had a rough night. Okay, no worries. So... Go upstairs. They go upstairs, I go back into the kitchen, they've left all wrappers, crumbs, plates, cutlery, not only on the table, on the floor. There's wrappers on the kitchen floor they've just walked away from. The door that I've asked them four times yesterday morning to shut on the way, is still open. I go upstairs and they woke the baby up before they even got in the bath because the baby monitor's on. And they're screaming at each other, playing, woke the baby up straight away, no sleep. Um, doesn't go down brilliantly. And they then, one gets in the bath and one gets in the shower. And we've got an old house with a shallow shower tray and a very powerful shower. So the rule is you can have a, they got a new cylinder in, didn't we? You can have a shower, but you can't have a long shower because it will overflow. It will flood the tray and it's just floorboards, original old floorboards. Mm. They know this because last time I went in last week, they had two towels on each side to catch the overflow so they could stay in there for longer. I mean muppets but i told them and we got away with it yesterday full-on flood coming through from the next floor pouring through light fittings onto the floor onto all the stuff we've stored because we haven't building work done mm. massive flood horrendous like this could be we could get away with it or it could be thousands of pounds and the ceiling could come in it was that bad i've got a video of it pouring mm. through the ceiling and they just ignored every single instruction i've given them don't care don't give them monkeys Oh no! There's a flood. Meanwhile, she's just washing her hair while it's all flooding, mm. and I just absolutely lost it, fella. Yeah. So we did make up, but it soured what otherwise would be a lovely weekend. If you want the truth, they
2: don't respect you. Swindon lot don't respect you. I've said that before. <laughs> and if you want any more tips on parent guidance, um, go on to Family Lives. Well, I've sorted it. I'm okay? yeah. no
3: longer doing everything for them. All right. Just so give them, just give them twenty quid. Do you know what happens? Do you know what happened just now? This is the funny bit. I was like, right. So we all calmed down and I said, right, these are now the rules. They have to have their PE kit from school. They wear PE kit to school four days a week, mm. right? Because if you do PE, so they have to have it washed every night because you don't, you know, it's dirty. So wash it. And I said, I'm no longer doing that. So I'll tell you, or write down how you use a washing machine and all that. I am no longer doing your laundry. We are no longer doing it. So you're in charge of that. Okay. We're no longer making your beds. We're no longer hanging your wet towels up. This is all you and you're laying, clearing. Oh, well, they got these jobs right, and it will help them. It'll be good for them. Um, and I came back, um, got on a call, I'd been on a Zoom just now, got off, and the cleaners are here, and they said, right, we've done the girls' rooms. What do you want us to do next? I like, oh God. <laughs> not, not only have I not, I've, I've had cleaners without. I forgot to tell the cleaners, so they've now had their rooms tidied and polished and hoovered little gits i might go and mess them up deliberately so they have oh. to do it but oh, an anyway nightmare. there you are you wanted it you got it
2: yeah i, I don't even wanted it i don't think mate i didn't no. even want it but i had it forced upon me but don't have kids it. mate simple one <laughs> yeah, keep in your pants simple.
3: yeah get dogs just get dogs mate, <laughs> yeah. they're messy but you can lock them in rooms for extended yes. periods and sometimes you can give them back yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You mustn't encourage that. If it's not you for can. you, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, but hell. you're all How friends your now, week- which is which is the main we're, thing. We're all right. We're all yeah. right. So, how'd you get on the weekend, fella?
2: Um, I had a nice, quiet weekend actually. To be honest, watched watched a fair okay. bit of rugby. My little boy's at age now where um, he would quite happily watch an iPad. So I always think you've mastered parenting when they get to that age. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, so that was nice. Thank you, Steve Jobs. Yes. For saving you. everyone jobs. Um, uh, I cooked a lovely steak yesterday. Oh. Go, on Go on then. Well, I had a cowboy steak in the freezer from Field & Flower. Um, and I thought, was it a tomahawk? Oh, a tomahawk. Yeah, I wonder what that was, a cowboy. It's the same really, I think. Okay, yeah. And I cut the bone off because I had to cook it in the oven. But oh, I marinated it for 24 hours, soy sauce, um, balsamic vinegar chili flakes salt pepper rosemary garlic um, in a little freezer bag and then sealed it put oh. in the oven for half half hour had it with roast potatoes cauliflower cheese broccoli and a Yorkshire oh, pudding sorry. so what are you worried about
3: oh go forget about it yeah
2: and if you're after a good pie it's the gardeners it's where you want to go but uh, it was absolutely delicious
3: oh. Oh, forget about it, Tommy. Mm.
2: So, Oh, well done, fella. So apart from that, and watching a bit of rugby, and watching the Sully Pinks, my um, middle child's football team, in the yeah. freezing cold on Sunday mm-hmm. for like two and a half hours. But it's okay, because I get to meet up with Reese Williams and sometimes Martin Williams. Could you not get the Range Rover pitch side? For a quick lads' coffee. No, no. Killer. No chance. No chance at all. So. Killer. And also, you know, she can't hear me shout from there. So. Do it! Do her. <laughs> yeah. Do it! Chopper. Chopper, her. Chop ah. man. Gouger.
3: Yeah. Her.
2: yeah. Can't run without her eyes, Millie. Yeah, can't run
3: without your eyeballs, Chief. So,
2: yeah, so that was it. But watched a lot of rugby, which was.
0: Which yeah, what well nice.
2: I Anything interesting? Uh Wayne Barnes dishing out red card for swearing. Well, yep, double yellow like that. Yep. Um,
3: Easy as is that, isn't it? Yeah. Thing is, there are almost every ref, even the best ones, get properly questioned by people. Wayne Barnes isn't above like objective criticism because he makes mistakes like everyone else's does. But I would say he is the hardest referee to question in the world. Like,
2: do you know what it reminded me of though? That it good. reminded me of so. He was very clear in his comments, and you could pick them up on the ref mic, of what was said. And it reminded me of um, Alan Partridge walking into his meeting and saying, oh, don't worry, don't worry, I'll I'll just explain what it is. He's going, where it once says cock, now says cook, <laughs> and where it says <laughs> piss, now says pass. <laughs> yeah. So
3: it
2: um, s- wasn't sworn at, but it was uh, aggressive nature, wasn't it?
3: Did you remember when we, um, or somebody, Kevin Sola wrote, cock piss Shanklin" on your car with ketchup?
2: Yeah, never forget that.
3: I always tell people the vinegar in the ketchup ruined the paint. Is that true?
2: It wasn't, uh, no, it was fine, mate. It was a Hyundai uh, accent. I don't know what they paint it with. 1.3. It was just sheets of steel.
3: That got broken into outside our flat, didn't it? My Oliver Sweeney's got nicked <laughs> out of it from memory.
2: <laughs> sheets of steel welded together with some wheels. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the old radio did. You know, I put it under the seat because couldn't be bothered to take it in every time. <laughs> oh, yeah. and, I, I, and the trek, the trek from the flat to where you parked your car was like a Duke of Edinburgh. It was like a yeah. Weatherspoon's toilet. So I'd get, <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd get into the car and forget the radio. I think, oh, I have got to do like an hour now in the
3: car with no noise. Have you seen? Do it. Have you seen that? Um video that went it was online and it was like it's one of these games like i don't know Fortnite or a platform game where someone's just running endlessly through this warehouse and it's like you know it's just eventually someone's going to jump out with a gun but for now he's just running for like 30 seconds straight and it's like this is someone going for a piss at a yes. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah or like
2: a cliff and like st- like stairs going all the way around this cliff spiraling yeah. up yeah yeah so um uh, yeah, so yeah, I had my car vandalised, um, and, yeah. and a couple of um, a couple of smoked mackerel above um, the visors as well,
3: hidden. Oh yeah, and behind that's the it. seats. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I remember once. Never got uh, of uh, that I Remember if we did it? I think we did. We get a pig's head and put it in Chez's car for an away trip. No, I didn't know. Did we do that? I think that no. was the plan. We get a pig's head and put it in his. When we went to Beeritz and pre-season, leave it in the back of his. Mm. truck I filled Califano's locker
2: absolutely full of bananas so when he opened it <laughs> they all came out I'm <laughs> calling Banana Man
3: yeah uh, are you Eric oh, f- I, remember, I remember not locking my never locking my locker because it's just got rugby kit in it yeah. never lock your locker I didn't even have a padlock I remember having to get a padlock when Abdullah arrived when um Abdul Benazi arrived absolute legend great bloke mm. unbelievable rugby player like mm. different level strength yeah. and all that he just take your kit. Do you remember? He'd just take your kit. And he's like, I dig. You're like, no, no, no. I remember him going out, I was like, mate, my lycras are gone my shorts are gone. I was like, Sloaney, the kid. I was like, Sloney, Pops, Pops. I got these shorts. Would you got these shorts, mate? I put them out this morning. I was like, where, where Abdul? Where Abduls? Where Abduls? I was like, I'll stick Abduls on, but they're too big for me. Like, he's a he's a freak. Mate, stick them on, mate. It's all we got, Abduls. So I walk out and Abdul's got perfect fitting shorts and lycras, and they got DF on them. I was like, um, I was young, but I was like, uh, Abdul, uh, Abdul you, they're mine. He goes, no, me, good size, good size. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I dig, yes, I dick, I dick. And he's a good man, good man, like smacks me on the chest. Good man, good man, floods, Good man, Flatsy. And like, uh, he just whacked me one to say thanks, which is hurt. And then you'd have be having lunch and you'd have, I don't know, chicken wings or something. And he'd reach over and take one off your plate. Oh. I dig, yeah, I take, I dick. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. And then his brother, Khalid. Remember Khalid? Yeah. And Khalid, I was like, Khalid, what the fuck is going on with your brother taking whatever he wants? And he's like, he's the king in our family. His first son. Chess called him banana mush head. <laughs> it's called him banana mush head? I don't think so. Why? <laughs>
2: because, or, hair, or brain, banana mush brain. I don't
3: know. That <laughs> <laughs> like, was I'm Khalid the Kalam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Shep Khalid. I like I like Khalid. He's a good bloke. And um. When I remember when Abdul arrived, he was talking to Nigel. Ray pulled up in a. This is how I, I remember it. I like when I see Nigel Ray. I will ask him, but he pulled up in a Mercedes one day, a really nice like gold Mercedes Cooper, an old cool thing, you know. And Abdul was like, uh, Nigel, Nigel, I need, I need this Mercedes Benz for me, for me, Mercedes Benz for me. And Nigel was like, It's nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got, a, got a few of these or whatever he said. I've got a few. I'll keep them in different places. Yeah, yeah. They're very nice, very smooth. Yes, please, Nigel, for me, the Mercedes Benz for me. And fast forward a week, and Abdul's arriving at training <laughs> in a Mercedes. He's not that one, but he's just arriving in a Merc. And then Khalid's arriving in a Merc as well. <laughs> he's, he's really cool old Mercs. And you're like, mate.
2: Talk, you know, you said about him nicking your food. Yeah. That's why I hate tapas. I hate sharing food. I hate platforms. You don't
3: have to share tapas. You can get it well, for yourself. That's how I, I know. I know, but
2: everyone's like, ah, oh, should we order a bit of this, a bit of that, and we can all share? Honestly, it breaks me. I just Yeah, wanna, me too. I just want a plate it. full of food. That's my food. And I yeah, want to be not full. And then I feel bad then if there's like two or three left. I know you don't, but I do. So I, I wait and then someone says, do you want this? One? And I I'm fall I'm full. straight home and like four bowls of cereal when I get in. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Blueberry wheats with whole milk. Yeah. A pint of squash. Yeah. No, I, oh, Abdul, yeah, he was great. We mm. had, um, had some good times with Abdul. I remember once, this is not a funny story. Well, two things. I remember him catching a line out, lifted him. He lifted him in the air, he caught the line out, landed, and they hadn't quite organised themselves. No one hit him. So he's about to give the ball back and set up a maul, realised there's no one, and he turned, but there were a couple of them holding him, and he just started to run. And in the end, he was running along with people holding him. And I remember, I might have even been Alex Sanderson saying, What the fuck is that? shouting it out, because Abdul was literally dragging human beings along with him. It was like, it was so freaky. And then. There was a massive brawl against Agen. Were you playing in that?
2: Uh yeah, I was. Oh, uh, horrendous. Oh, I was I was there. I don't, I think I be I was off the field by then they arrested me.
3: Yes, yeah, so it was horrendous. Like it was just unbelievable. Roman got his nose broken when he wasn't looking the knee. Yeah. It was horrible. And it was massive, just a mass brawl. Abdul came because came from Agen, a legend in Agen, statue of him in the town. He came steaming in and everyone from Agen stopped. Mhm. And then like a couple of lads were looking like they still wanted to fight. And the captain shouted something at them and they all stopped. It was literally like the police had arrived. And they all started looking at the floor. It was mad, mate. Never seen anything like it.
2: No one touched him
3: at all. And then he goes... Uh... He used to say, I need you, I need you. Come on, Cheser. Come on, Flatsy, I need you. And then he said to Ches, he goes, Come on, Cheser, doing a team talk, because his English wasn't great, but he got his point across. Come on, boy, you get out today, kill. Yeah, Cheser, kill. It's water, Cheser. And he whacked Ches and he smacked Ches right in the, right the sternum, and Ches went down like a, like a sack of shit on the floor. He like took a knee in his heart he was like, Oh, you, sweat, You, F you ain't what, what you done that for? What have you done that for, you muppet? Come on, Chazor, I need you. <laughs> he whacked uh, him. I, I used to uh, love his great. little
2: white bit he had in his hair as well. Yeah. He dyed that. Yep. Used to get a swimming hat that.
3: with a little hole in it and spray it. <laughs> 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 just to be unique. Uh, he was great. We went to his house once in Agen. Did you, go to, did you go there? No, no. Oh, amazing. Right at the top, looking down. Oh my God, what a place. Oh, I bet. 80 caps, mate. In, in that era, in the second row, back row, 80 caps. Oosh.
2: I reckon... Youngsters at Bath will be talking about you like him now. Oh, yeah. Oh. His house in Bath, Red Path and like a Jomo. Oh, went, to
3: friend, his once. Oh. Oh, went to his house once. Went to his house. Building site, had no kitchen. <laughs> cooked us a whole elephant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got, oh, a really small garden. It was amazing. <laughs> it was quite damp. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. And he cooked oh, three Labradors. We, yeah, we, what a we had an elephant and a leopard. It was delicious. No one minded, he stole. He stole, a, he stole a policeman's Labrador and smoked it. No one <laughs> mind because it was flats.
2: <laughs> Do what he wants.
3: Oh, how was your cooking yeah. experience?
2: Uh, your um, what you did one recently, um, didn't you? Commando Joe.
3: Oh, I did a uh, did a Kamado Joe day.
2: Yeah, how was it?
3: Yeah, Commando dojo, a Kamado dojo, a Commando Joe day. A day's filming, but we did like a was Six Nation thing. So we yeah, had yeah. um. Anthony Watson mm-hmm. um, did it because Dylan Hartley pulled out. Yeah, oh, like uh, I was, mate. I was meant to give Ant Watson, a a, um, like a, well, I meant to give him an uppercut and I meant to give him a, like a sort of low level tutorial before lockdown started. And obviously he got there, he turned up, he's like, I'm going to need help. I was like, yeah, no problem. George North came over, cooked an amazing bit of meat from meat matters. Beautiful what? steak and cheese sandwich. Really nice. Mm. Um, and John Barkley flew down from Scotland yeah. and did a, a mate like a venison wrap, but with satseki and did pomegranate, he, and all amazing, mate. Did he
2: choose what he wanted on
3: there? Yeah. yeah, yeah, so JB venison, so JB venison, so JB, and he turns up and he's like, oh god, what's the what's the recipe I chose again? I can't remember, as if you've <laughs> memorized it, Japes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Got his wrist strapped with white tape, and he's written it on there as well. As See his... him on
3: business class, going to New York, going to Miami this morning. As well as his kids' names, business um, going straight to Miami, mate. He just got he? back from Doobs. He's off to Miami now. He's a joke. Um, whiskey meetings. We did it when I was He doesn't even like ben... whiskey. No, exactly. It' not in front of proper Scottish. He fakes the accent as well. Born um, in Hong Kong. Born in Hong Kong. He. Uh... So Ben Forte from. Uh, Commando joe you probably know me he goes, yeah i want to do this thing i was like that sounds cool he goes but we need somewhere to do it so it's just trying to hire somewhere or find a venue and i was like i've got an idea mm. why don't we do it at my mate powley's house really nice garden really nice setup um i think and it's a really good central for everyone he's like how far is that from your house i was like oh, 10 minutes <laughs> 10 minutes john barkley had to fly oh, <laughs> george drive, north man. drove from wales it's a drive yeah and uh, Anthony Watson came from where I came from. He was like, who saw that location? I said, me, mate. He's like, nice one, nice one. What did you cook? I didn't cook. I sort of, I chatted with them as they cooked. Um, oh, you were the funny guy. I was the chubby guy. He loved food. I was the food guy. Um, but some of the food there, like, and obviously, Ollie from Meat Matters was there, and he just had a load of extra chunks of beef with him. So he's like, well, all the grills are going, even if they're not on camera, I'll just get one. I'll just stick a joint on, stick a big steak on, and it was like, Oh, beautiful. Aww. Came home and had sausages for tea. <laughs> I did. I, I love sausages, yeah.
2: mate. Honestly, like they're my favourite snack when I play golf. Like I have to like cook them um, the morning of. Well, obviously, wrap them in yeah. why well, cook them night like before. Um, wrap them in foil and then like halfway round. Yeah, lovely stuff. Absolutely I'll, lovely stuff. I'll throw stuff. like six in there, no problem. Like a you spaghetti. Know I did, um,
3: do you know what I did in a dog walk today? Uh, do, you a carcass? You? do you want me to tell you? Yeah, go on. I took four field and flower chicken and herb sausages, the lemon and chicken sausages, lovely. Yeah. I took them out and I took a little pot, a little Tupperware with some monkey gland sauce in it. And as I was walking around, I was dunking sausages from my foil wrap into a little pot of sauce. I was walking around the park with a dog. I thought you were going to say you left them for the animals. No. I gave badger, I gave a dog a couple, mate. No. Carcasses, the carcass thing is a thing of the past for me because when our new kitchen is in, it's going to have something called an insincorator in it. Yeah, got one, mate. Brilliant, aren't they? Yeah, I love them. Absolutely yep. love them. Had one before, loved it.
2: Certain things can't put in, though. I tell you now, <laughs> banana bricks. skins, banana skins struggle. Lemons struggle. Corn of the cob struggle. So,
3: do they? Yeah, I'm sure I put them in my old all that stuff went in. Yeah. Um, the little string that wraps your meat, it struggles with that. Um, bacon rind, it struggles. But if you know what to put in what not, you just have almost no food waste at all. It's amazing. Okay. I love them. I'm, like, I'm a I'm committed, mate. Yep. I'm going to get one in the outdoor kitchen as well. Okay, beforehand.
2: yeah.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer.
1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: What did you make of England
3: Squad? Um, I've faced yeah, you no. now. I've chucked you on the spot, haven't I? No, you haven't. Um, I'll get it off my computer, sorry. but. <laughs> No, no, no! Great surprises. I mean, of course, one of the headlines is that Orlando Bailey's in, and he's very young. And Bath have only won one game, and mm. he's playing in a losing team, and obviously lost again at the weekend. But the the reality is that he's not there to play. He's there to do what Marcus Smith did a a couple of years ago, and you know he's he's learn. there to learn and be a, a young absorb. Yeah, yeah, quite so. I think that that's, while well, that's a massive talking point, I think the bigger talking point is that George Ford wasn't in it. Um, and I kind of get it cause it's like, it's difficult for Marcus Smith to come in with Owen for Owen Fowle and George Ford. Cause they're both, they're both lovely blokes and I expect excellent teammates, but they're very, very established. So he's just chosen either. He's chosen his captain over Ford or he's chosen someone that can play 10 and 12 over someone who can just play 10. Um, but that that was kind of the bigger the bigger story for me, probably. But, mm. um, I thought Will Collier must have been close with Will Stewart. Um, that would have been pretty close on the tight head. Otherwise, I mean, where are the real surprises? Um,
2: Someone tweeted that Ollie Hassel Collins is only a handful of players that has got two L's in every single um, name. That's good stuff, actually. That's good stuff, actually. Yeah. I like that. Um, yeah, I agree with you. Yep. Not no one.
3: No, no, it's not. It wasn't a massive story, really. No, I mean it's just a squad, and you know it's it's exciting, but it wasn't. There weren't any major things there. I one thing I did find interesting is that Nathan Hughes has joined Bath today on loan.
2: Yes, I saw that as well.
3: Yeah, they're obviously just. Uh, they, They've either, he's either, the chat is, he's either checked out at Bristol or Bristol have just decided he's not what they're looking for. Mm. So, what, what, Where? chicken and egg, what came first? I um, don't know, but, you know, one thing Bath don't have an abundance of is brutal ball carriers and at his best, he is one of those. Is he at his best at the moment? Maybe not, but he is one of those. He's one of those, uh,
2: you know, you, he's like Will Skelton, isn't he? You stop him doing any type of weights, and you plow the cardio into him. Yeah, he's, he's gonna be brilliant.
3: And you make sure he's having—he's allowed two plates of chicken, but he's not allowed pudding. And that's not because I'm being an horrible. He's in, obviously a professional athlete and great Nick, but he's just—he is so big, mm. like when he's what unusually large. Like um, Manu Samoa was like it as well, who played for. Am I getting it right? Or some Oh God, okay, who played for Northampton? played against him and I was like he is an unusually big man. Skelton is obviously a giant, but yep. Nathan Hughes is a giant amongst giants. He's very, very big. There's taller, you know, there's more stacked guys around. He is an enormous piece of meat. And if you look at him when he's playing for England, he looks a lot smaller than when significantly lighter than than he mm. does at the moment. And actually there was a there was a there was chat going around that he'd lost too much weight to play for England and he, he went down to hundred and twenty kegs, which is not a huge amount for him, but but he's but he was he didn't feel like as strong in contact, so he wanted some weight back on. So there's a balance, but yeah,
2: well, I mean 120 kegs is quite a decent weight to play number eight, mate. It's
3: it's massive, mate. Yeah, I know. It's big. It's bigger than you know, bigger than everyone but Billy. Um, mm. so it's huge, but he's he's very very large and and aggressive, and I think Bath certainly they, well they need a lot of things, but
2: all the help they can get. I was gonna but say. you start.
3: Do you know something that but has bugged me a little bit this week? or last week, whenever it was, that the other that, that Zach Mercer has had a, apparently had a call from Eddie Jones and Eddie has seen his form in, this is just how it was reported, seen his form in France playing for Montpellier and has been impressed. It's like, well, I've watched him play for Montpellier. He's doing nothing that he wasn't doing when he was at Bath. He was brilliant at Bath and super active mm-hmm. and capable. And guess what is exactly the same at Montpellier? No surprises. And it's almost like, yeah, now I've seen him improve in France. I'd like him to come back to England. It's like, well, yeah, he is actually no different. <laughs> he's he's as good as he was then now, and it, you know, he was, he's as good then as he he was he was as good then as he is now. It wasn't that long ago, so I sort of think, I don't know, this moment of realization is, I don't know, it feels a bit synthetic to me. Yeah, but I mean, but then you think, what would Bath do for him now? Crikey, yeah, it do for anyone now,
2: really, bit yeah. of confidence.
3: Yeah, brutal, isn't it?
2: I uh, mean, yeah, I mean. Just before we go on to on to yeah. the game, um, do you see the Welsh squad? The only, I think the only person who could probably feel a little bit hard done by would be Owen Lane, just with his form at the moment. Yeah, um, but he's still not on the level of um, like a Lewis sammet or a, a Josh Adams yet. You know, he's not like a guaranteed pick. He's on the on the edges really of the squad. So, you know, they've they've gone with. Um, Alex Cuthbert, but I'm actually not sure if he's been banned or not. Do you know if he's been banned for a high tackle? There was talk of Cuthbert. him getting banned.
3: Given uh, ban, yeah. He was given a ban. Yeah, he okay. was given a ban. So Owen Lane um, come in. Yeah, he's been banned. Um... Three weeks okay. runs out the seventh of February. Okay. Free to return to action if he re- if he applies for a World Rugby coaching intervention. So he does his speed awareness course. Yeah. Okay.
2: Well, no surprise in the squad, um, but missing Ken Owens, Alan Jones, Faletau, Josh Navidi, <laughs> Justin Tipperick, George North, um, maybe Lee Halfpenny if they they were going to play him or not. The issue there is, and there's others as well, like Johnny Williams and Elliot D. Johnny Williams never seems fit. Never seems like. Can't string together uh, the more yeah. than like three or four games. Is the quality of player that is not available for selection? That's that's the big issue. Like in the names I mentioned, you know, they're they're tried and tested lions, you know, Grand Slam winners. And when you don't yeah. have four or five of them, you soon start to notice that in your squad. But of course you do. Um, not sure. Uh, what selections going to be, I think the only thing we do know is Dan Bigger is going to be captain. Well, he's captain. He's going to start every game. Um, yeah. Unless something catastrophic happens. That's why they picked him as captain. I think all the other choices weren't guaranteed their spots. So seems a natural choice. And it might chill him out a little bit, mightn't it, when he's speaking to refs. You know, with a bit of added responsibility. Not too much,
3: but... Um, I mean, when Wayne Pivak has said bit. they've lost 680 caps worth of experience mm. and uh, for my for my money there are there, there are almost there are a few t- there are some teams that can absorb that yeah. like New Zealand not many people live there but they have a, a large number of excellent players you've got Australia can't absorb that Ireland probably can even though it's yeah. a relatively small place their, their development whatever you call it, their pathway player development is just so outstanding. It's brilliant, mate. Like, it's just outstanding the players they produce, particularly at Leinster Shore, but the players they produce on a regular basis, they're just nailing it. Well, and um yeah. England too, because there's just so many players, they could, they could absorb that, but Wales will struggle with that, I think.
2: Yeah, and speaking of Ireland, how good were Leinster at the weekend? I mean, oh. Bath were competitive for parts of that first half, but mate, Hugo Keenan his and when you look at him there's not much size to him at all there's not much power but what you have got is a guy that reads the game unbelievably well he's got such a great skill set being able to get the ball through his hands really quickly and accurately um very good kicker very good runner you know ticks all the boxes massively then he had o'brien as well on the wing um those two were just uh, absolutely outstanding O'Brien was fantastic he was so good like Absolutely everywhere, and then Johnny Sexton just pulling the strings at ten. I, I Like you yep. probably saw why everyone raves about him at the weekend because yep. people are dipping in and out of of maybe URC and Leinster and European rugby might not see it all the time. Might just see the international games, maybe. But you got an actual glimpse for eighty minutes. Did he play eighty minutes, or did he come off? No, he didn't. No, 53. he came off. Yeah, came but yeah, you get a massive glimpse of. How vital he is to, to Leicester Andrew Island.
3: Just, just like decision yeah. making, mate. Yeah. And um, and dominance over a game. And yeah. it's one of those things that you you look at, say, the back row. Um, Doris Van der Fleer Conan, you're like, Oh my god, How are you gonna play against that? What a back row. The thing is, they're all better than they were three years ago. Yeah, they're all Van der Fleer, better mate. all the time. What a player, but Conan. Doris. but the, I I think like just the the contrast at the weekend was stark and I think that there are lots of gauges by which, you know measures by which you can gauge how good a rugby club is I think a really good one is how many players are improving at any one how many players are notably better than they were 2 or 3 years ago Porter Kelleher And if you but in Leinster that the Leinster team you'd say 12 of them yeah or and and after the lads on the bench they're just be, they get better all the time at Bath, you would say, genuinely, they're prop- there's some really talented lads coming through, but you wonder how much better will they be in two or three years if the system had stayed mm. the same. And Sam Underhill, for example, is, I mean, he's injured again, which is horrible. He's one of the premier man-stoppers in the world game, like exceptional player, he's got a good jackal in him, great work rate, great defender, smashes people, his carrying has improved. I think he has actually improved when he's fit. But then you look at someone like Josh Bayliss, who burst onto the scene a bit, got in the Scotland squad, still a high-quality player, again, got injured early at the weekend. But you just wonder, how much Mm. better will he be, would he have been in two years if the Bath system has stayed the same? There aren't people arriving there and improving. They're not arriving and getting better, noticeably, visibly better. Max Jones would look good when he came on. He always looks good. Mm. Um, But it's almost like he, you know, I don't mean to be too much of a Debbie Downer, but the first team coaching system haven't made him that good. He's brand new. Mm. So he's arrived pretty much that good. So this then, how much better can we make him? Cameron Redpath arrived from sale. He'd been at Bath five minutes and he was already about the best player in the team. Certainly the best player in the back line. So you can't claim to have got him to that point. And he's been injured how much loads are we gonna as well, make which him? has hampered yeah.
2: Bath a lot because he's pretty much key to their attack and, and yeah no,
3: what, what that's that's not no that's my point is that it's not currently a club that makes people significantly better mm. whereas leinster yeah makes everybody better mm. richard porter amazing compared to where he was three andrew. years ago sorry yeah uh, yeah who's richard oh cyclist andrew porter amazing
2: yeah brilliant you know
3: i just you know around the
2: loose to tackle it like really physical yeah.
3: Someone made Al in the gym this morning and he was at the game and he goes, do you know what? Big Bath fan. He's like, it's an absolute privilege to watch them. Mm. An absolute privilege. They were fantastic. Yeah. like
2: Yeah. yeah. Great team. Um, Ulster being Claremont as well. Ulster yeah.
3: massively found some form
2: in Europe and they've been doing all right in uh, in the URC. They had a loss against the Ospreys and they also lost uh, to Munster but not really doing too much. But... I think Europe has massively sort of spurred him on a, a fair bit,
3: and mm. um Re- very well refereed that. By um, I watch Luke Pearce and I watch him, and I think, oh, he is the next Wayne Barnes, mate. Cool yeah, customer.
2: Michael Lowry seems to be on another level at the moment from anyone, yeah. as, as well as Balakoon. Uh, but since he's taken off his scrum hat, maybe Michael Lowry he's not playing with it anymore. Okay. Maybe okay. that's Maybe that's an omen. Okay. Mm.
3: Yeah, sure. Okay, um, yeah.
2: But yeah, huge win for them. They've got Lethley, scarlets, Well, just a Scarlet, actually, this this Friday. Don't call them to you
3: mm. don't.
2: Munster destroyed Wasps. I didn't see that one coming. I thought Wasps be a lot more competitive than 45-7. But I think it was one of the... Ga- I think it was... Munster had to put on a big show because crowds are back in Ireland. And especially at Tolman Park, like you'd feed off that crowd. That's like an extra three or four players in your squad. Yeah, your and
3: also, you haven't got Alfie Barbary playing.
2: No, that
3: is true. Simon a couple of tries. Oh, he's so good still, mate. Yeah. He, he's one of those guys that he'll lose a yard of pace and he'll, he'll make still... make up for it somehow. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to say, oh, it's just the talent. That's the wrong word. Because he probably works too hard for it to just be talent. He just contributes so much to a game of rugby. That's
2: like centre backs in football though. You know, not all of them have to be super fast to sort of combat a, a striker, a fast striker. Yep. You just your positioning and and your movement really and
3: yeah. Yep. Um and Coombs at number eight, I love. Mm. He's he a monster, good, mate. mate. He is good. He's good. I was watching um,
2: I, the Scarlet's Bristol game, mate, and yeah. I'd, i went around a mate's house for food and I turned off at sixty minutes. So it was twenty one all. Error. Yeah, I know. I got baggers fifty two, twenty one. Couldn't yeah.
3: believe it. Error. Yeah. Um, Bristol cut loose. I mean, when oh. they, I really hope they just fl- they just kick on now, mm. because when they do cut loose, they're a handful. Let's discuss Yoan Lloyd briefly. Yeah. I it's difficult because Callum Sheedy is a class player plays ahead of him at Bristol. If I was Wayne Pivak, it's easy to say this. I bet I wouldn't do it. I would be tempted to... I know you've got Anscombe there, but behind Bigger, I would be tempted to have Yohan Lloyd on the bench for Wales because he can cover 10, probably 13 as far as I know, 11, 14, 15. Yeah. And I like the idea of him playing 10 for Wales because he's so hard to play against. When's the
2: last time he played 10 for his club?
3: Well... Seven years ago, last Tuesday. That's the issue
2: you've got make, you got, mate. No, he has
3: he has played at 10 for Bristol, but very little.
2: Very little. So yep. the step up. Is just I know
3: you're right. I know
2: it's too big, but he can he can cover wing, he can cover 15, and he can cover centre. You know he's good at 12. Not don't need to be that physical as long as you know you're decent at tackling and got to he, be good. He, he was very yeah yeah but you don't have yeah but. In attack, his footwork to get on the outside of Reese Patchell was phenomenal. Well, his footwork is brilliant anyway, non-stop. Yep. And he just used that same, um, he used the same footwork, really, just to round Patchell and, and put Rader away. So he's good. But defensively, could be an issue at 12. I don't know. But... Mate, Don't he's so good. I love watching him play. Don't like, be horrible. Proper utility player. And I hope, I really hope they find a position for him soon and a position that he likes and he enjoys and he wants to play because it's, it's about time now that, he, you know, they find one and he knuckles down to one position because counts for you but it also counts against you.
3: It's one of those things where you could end up, he could end up with 70 caps, 60, 70 caps like, like you. Yeah. But People will say, Well, I never really found a position. Well, it's a bit like Hookie more so. Than That's about, I was just about to say, Hookie, yeah. yeah. No, not no. I mean, same number of caps, whereas yeah, everyone yeah. knew what you were. Yeah. That was your position. You nailed it. Whereas Hookie, it's like, oh, I never really found a position. I look at Hookie and think, Legend, mate. Yeah. Nightmare to play against. One of the best players Wales ever had. That's what I think of Hookie. Yeah. People do say that.
2: And, and I think, from what I hear and read, Johan wants to play 10. So. It, it's a case at the moment of just buying your time. You know, what he's got going for him is that he's one of the most skillful players in that Bristol team. One of the Mm. great offloading game, great footwork game. And they need him in that team every week. He needs to play because he offers so much. So he's just going to, I think he's just going to be patient really. And then keep playing like he does. And I think it was good, a really good performance. I hope he's not, he looked like he injured his ankle, but it was a good performance at Scarlet's. Wayne Pivak was there as well, watching the game and, Sometimes mm. it's you know he would have known that as well, and for the time he was
3: on, he looked sharp and good. Bear in mind, they have stuck him at twelve, where he basically doesn't play. Nope. Yep. And it's like, you know, do you go bet, for do it? Do you against Patchell, did. Scott Williams, John Davis? You're not against, that, mate. Nope.
2: Not at all. Not at all. So, basically, how, how did um, just with the rumours that conclu- he's just yeah. gonna buy his time?
3: <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. And and. Just because I'm from Bath, just the rumours are that uh Rhys Patchell was signing for Bath. That's just what I read on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, how did how did he play? Okay, Um I think Scarlets in general look better
2: when he's at ten from from Costello or from Dan Jones. I think he gets his backline moving a lot more because mm. I think he injects pace straight away in the, into the line. So mm. when he takes the ball, his first like movement is to run forward rather mm. than just catch and pass you know so you, you sort of crab across so he puts the pace on the game as well which is which is good and yeah ball in hand mate he is good and yep. he attacks well and he makes breaks and he's got a good passing game um, good eye for a gap good eye for space and where it is and, and how to get the ball there whether it be pass whether it be cross field kick like barbecue yeah um but i've got a I, question for you i still think there's issues Sorry. defensively with him
3: Oh, dear you? Well, I was going to ask about that because it might take a bit of
2: time for him because he's been out for such a long time with yeah. concussion issues. So we saw it with George North, didn't we? Remember when he went through the period where he was getting knocked out all yeah. the time playing, and it really yeah. affected his game. But all of a sudden, then he was able to string a load of games together, um, and you know, you sort of you tend to forget about those issues then, and it, they weren't in the back of his mind. He just went out there and, and played and. You know, we saw a better George North for it, so it, it might just take Patchell another two or three months really to feel confident in defending.
3: Mate, you forget because I saw George for uh, George North on Wednesday. You forget how big he is. No, he's massive, isn't he? Massive bloke, mate. Like in a legs. room full of big blokes, he's a very big bloke, and you then you realise he's the quickest one in the room. Yeah. Like, I, well, Anthony Watson ass. was there. He might have been the quickest, but the bottom half on him, mate. I said I this before on this podcast. The hammies mate, he's got hammies like incredible Hulk's biceps. Yeah. They're huge. Yeah, it's like he's yeah, yeah. Mr. Olympia hammies Lucky bastard. Um, on the on the defence thing, it's interesting because I, I I heard Brian O'Driscoll saying commentary the other day on the uh, on the Bath Leinster game. Now Johnny Sexton, they they've been asked, you know, he tackles quite high, and they've been asking him lots of coaches over the years have tried to make him go lower, but it hasn't been forthcoming. I think Drico said, and it's. When he said it, I thought I know what he means. And I remember having a conversation with Jim Hamilton about it years ago, just after we stopped playing. And it was about, you know, basically you tackle at 90 degrees, a couple of things are going to happen. I wasn't worried about you watch Underhill do it. And when he nails it, you are toast. When he doesn't, he gets knocked out like he did at the weekend. Or if someone knocks a ball carrier into you on a ricochet, you are toast because your head is out there in front of everything else. I used to look at those 90-degree tackles and chop tackles like Karen Dickey does, Marla does, Mako does. And I was like, I can't do those because my shoulders will pop out. If I get a direct impact on top of my shoulder, it will come out and I won't play again. So I need to tackle with my upper chest, front of my shoulder and my chest. So I was like, right, loads of bench press, loads of that, so I can tackle there, basically. And I've got a big, strong area there because I can't go at 90 degrees. My shoulders don't like it. Jim was the same. He's like, mate, I tackle with my biceps on my chest. I was like, yeah, exactly. And I think Johnny Sexton, I know we're trying to outlaw the high tackle, but it's almost like you're asking someone who has been injury prone the last few years to get at 90 degrees where basically anything can happen. I'm not saying I endorse it. I'm saying I know where he's coming from because... Yeah, a, a, a generation ago, I was exactly the same. There's different tackles for different situations
2: as well. You can't always go low. Like often, you do have to go high. I yeah. do also think though, flats like it is just an easier tackle in general because yeah, you're less likely to get hurt. Um, and I think when you do go low, you know it takes more effort to go low. Um, yeah, there's more. There's more bones and joints that's going to hurt. You know, when you go high, your chest on more chest, courage like in you say. It. Yeah, there is. There is to that extent. And the ones that don't like tackling, often the ones that just want to go high. Not, I'm not saying um, Sexton doesn't like tackling or people don't. Some people don't like tackling, but you look at the weaker tacklers. They're always grabbing high because it's an easy tackle. When you go low, I'd, yeah. I'd much, would I'd, I'd have more respect for a player who actually goes low and gets bounced off than would go high and get bounced off.
3: Do you know, I played a game once against, I think it was Sale, and I think um, Fernandez Lobby was playing there. Mm. And I'd had the coach at the time saying, Flats, we need you to get lower in the tackle. Because I basically, I remember that the stats the week before it was when 10 tackles were quite a lot of tackles for a prop to make. And I'd yeah. made 10 or 11, and they were like, decent, good effort. I'm like, oh, cheers, lads. I'm a legend, you know. <laughs> and he played 50 minutes. And then it's like, Actually they're all upright tackles, so none of them's knocking anyone backwards. I was like, Well that one did almost and whatever. They're like, No, you you need you got these shoulders, you need to use them sort of thing. You're not using your shoulders, you're tackling with your oh, the exact words where you're tackling with your tits. And I was like, I need to, you need to get lower and it's like, mate, we can't have guys that won't tackle lower and I was, you know. And it wasn't I was scrummaging twenty times a game. It wasn't I wasn't worried about the how difficult it was. It was like I don't think my shoulders can take it. Mm. So there's certain things shoulders don't like. And, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and in that game, I remember in that game, that was one of my three things I had bouncing around in my mind, my little verbal cues. And I, it was like hinge. It was like hinge at the hip. So 90 degree tackles, get low and whack. And Fernandez lobby broke off the back, made a tackle, shoulder ripped all the anchors out from my mm. shoulder surgeries. And it was like, I would have stopped him otherwise. I would have stopped him with a sort of chesty tackle, mm. but I didn't. I went low to prove I could do it yeah. on the floor. Surgery, you yeah. know, kind of like I just couldn't do it. Could look after couldn't your body, you? and what tackle
2: suits your body, I then
3: suppose, I, and also. But you start getting told and told again, and they're like, "Mate, we can't have someone in the team who won't tackle." <laughs> what? Well, yeah, and I'm like, the I'm like, thing... mate, I'm missing ten a week, missing none, making ten, missing none, averaging ten tackles a week, missing none, which were decent stats then. And they're like, "Yeah, mate, we need you to be doing this." The only like, thing I about going to lose my contract. Yeah,
2: the only thing about tackling high now is that there is that. Added danger of head on head, yeah. It doesn't even have to be that forceful, you know. You can hit with your chest first, but if your, your head makes contact with, yeah, the tackler's head, then it's going to be yellow or red. That's that is the issue. Like, whilst 10 years ago, it wouldn't be a card at all, It'd just be a good tackle, yeah. Um, all right, so Europe done basically, yeah. What well on, boy? Cardiff um, nearly got through, did it
3: without even winning the game, yeah. I know. That'd have been good. It was the last
2: kick of the game.
3: Um, oh, do you hear Fish scored corner. an amazing try apparently at the weekend, or played, or he went went the length and put someone else in or something? But someone said Fish Fish scored an was absolutely amazing at the weekend for Cardiff. Oh, he's back, is he? I thought he retired. No, but I think amateur must be the amateur team or something oh, okay. he played for. A touch. Cardiff FC. Game touch. Took an intercept. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought you were the king of the Tuesday night touch. Yeah.
2: How weird was this? Um, the last kick, Stad uh to qualify. Into the last sixteen, they beat uh, Connock thirty-seven, thirty-one, and yeah. literally the last kick, did them on points difference. Yeah, amazing, isn't it? How strange would that being for Cardiff not winning the game yet. Through did they know?
3: Like, I wonder if they knew.
2: I th- they, yeah, they probably would have done. They probably would have done. Yeah, there are, lo-
3: there are lots of times when you don't know. Like... No, there isn't.
2: Yeah, completely. But um, everyone was waiting around the kick, so I think players knew that it was a. a
3: remember big when kick. Um, it was like. England, was it England or Sarries? Can't remember. Did something they shouldn't have done? Missed a bonus point for whatever it was, and they questioned Billy Vinopolo after the game and said, "Did you not know?" And he's, like, oh, "I didn't know that rule. Didn't know it was, they didn't know their bonus points or whatever it was." Yeah. And he was hammered for it. Yeah. I was like, mate, half the lads don't know. I, I'm playing in the Heineken Cup against Toulouse. It was three all, and at the end of the game, it was one of the most. It was sounds terrible. It was one of the best games I ever played in. I absolutely loved it. It was a brutal game, and um, I got hit by. Uh, what was the big um, Albacete? He hit me and it was like a pinball machine. He hit me one way and as I was about to land, someone else knocked me the other way. And it was like, I think I got hit four metres in two hits. Anyway, three all, amazing game. And half the team cheered at the end and half of us didn't know what they were cheering for. And it turned out, I only found out, didn't we, from GOOG the other week that I think what they were cheering for, they were wrong. <laughs> so it's like, we had no idea. It's, but it's like also like rules as well. Like, yeah. not everyone yeah. knows the exact
2: rules every single time. Yeah. So otherwise, we'd have no penalties. Well, less penalties. Exactly, yeah. Few uh, are, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, that'll probably do us, mate. It's a long one, though. Yeah, well done, lad. Yep. Rugby heavy. Uh, what are you on this week? Anything?
3: I've got, yeah, I'm commentating at Irish on Saturday. Oh, Yes. Then He's on back. Sunday we got the first ITV live game of the season, oh. which is sale against um oh god, who is it? Sale against oh god, who is it? Don't worry about uh, it. Leicester. And then but on Saturday night after the Irish game, I got a race round to BT Sport where we are filming the um ITV the new highlight show, which is back. It is back, You and Topsy. No, me and Topsy. Ah, okay. Um Quick um, call out the ponies. A flopsy. Flop. <laughs> Tats yeah Flopsy's better than Tats. Um so yeah we obviously adore Mark and we will miss him. Um we'll be seeing him again i a no sure, way. but for now it's I you, you when to... we we'll
2: see him we'll see him at Cheltenham.
3: Oh that's yeah we'll, see we'll see him. yeah. Um so yeah we're that that'll be fun but that's a that's a busy old weekend but that's good. It's nice. Mm-hmm. It's nice. What about you?
2: Off to Ireland Friday Ulster Scarlet's and I've got a couple of games then in Dublin on Saturday.
3: So good what well on boy. <laughs> yeah. Don't stop, do he? Workaholic, mate. He don't stop, do he? Um, all right, fella, keep going. All right, That's you're a good lad. You're a good
1: kid. Bye. Cheers, and boy. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to eighty percent less than clay litter.